0: Hi, i got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema.
1: I can I need a bacchanomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this.
0: So it's come to this... It has come to this. Oy vey. It came to this. (laughs) I am so excited that it came to this. This Here we go. This is great. This is new territory for us, I think. We got this treat. I I think I was the one that was weirdly, uh, like, had to convince everybody to be more excited about this dumb opportunity we were getting. Uh, We got to see. A Mel Brooks double feature yeah. recently. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. Our cult Features double feature is back, uh, our Thursday night movie group. And yeah, they do a yearly Mel Brooks double feature around this time. And it's almost always Young Frankenstein Blazing Saddles. Right. Which makes sense. That's the big draw. They're the heavy hitters. And it's always in the big the theater. Ones. It's always a good s- seller. Very popular, for a good reason, comedies that I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mel Brooks is like a comedy hero for young me. Because my mom used to show them to me when I was 10. Mm -hmm. Because those were her favorites. And so I got to see stuff like Young Frankenstein. We watched those all the time in our house. That was the funniest thing. My parents would do, you know, walk this way bits. (laughs) And my mom loved the you haven't touched your food gag. Oh, yeah. Like, they loved Mel Brooks, so I got to see a lot of Mel Brooks growing up, and he, one of his, it's got to be one of his worst movies. Um, the first like adult movie I got to see, adult, it was mm-hmm. PG, but it was made for adults, starring adults, was uh, Life Stinks. Sure. His early 90s, my mom took me to see that. I don't that think I ever it. saw that one, yeah. Yeah, my mom took me to see that at Cottingtown, and I just love the man. So when I heard this year that it wasn't young Frankenstein with blazing saddles, but Dracula, dead and loving it. Oh, my Lord. I was so excited. I was so curious why nobody else was <laughs> as excited. It's like, why am I having to convince everyone to go to this? Well, it's frankly, Eric, because it's not a
1: good movie.
0: <laughs> no, it's... It's uh yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, nobody else is as excited to Did see you not Dracula know that? <laughs> dead and loving it as I am. I was shocked. It hurt the whole time. It's like, oh wow, most of the theater left after blazing Saddles tonight, huh? I kept expecting yeah. people to be more excited to see this in the theater. It's not it's not a good movie. It's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, it's uh, his last movie. Mel Brooks's last as a director. Uh, director movie. Okay, uh, I I think Sounds he wrote right. the producers one that got released sure. in the 2000s, but didn't direct it. So this is his last theatrical movie, and here's its selling points because already <laughs> this is something to be excited about. This movie, I well, I saw it in theaters. Okay, I saw it at the Raven, and uh, it was oh the funniest thing to a 14 year old, but also I liked it, Okay, but also knew it was like, I was looking at more as something like, you know, a loaded weapon one kind of movie. Right. You know, it well, plays very much like a Leslie Naked Nielsen Gun. Leslie Nielsen
1: in 1995 had basically cemented himself with Naked Gun, oh, yeah. and then he would just basically be doing spoof movies for the next 10 years. Yeah,
0: and I was such... I, I loved Naked Gun movies and Leslie Nielsen so much that I was gonna... 14-year-old me was gonna take the bus into town and, sure. and see this movie. But that's the only time I've seen it. So this is my first time. So I was already excited for that. But then, this movie cost... Thirty million dollars! Oh, wow, thirty million in nineteen ninety-five bucks. That's a lot of money. That's got to be fifty or sixty today. Yeah. <laughs> and Mel Brooks was basically given fifty million dollars to make a vampire spoof movie, where it's the main things it was spoofing were either a a vampire movie from four years earlier, exactly, very specifically, or b a series of British vampire movies from. 35 years ago and he was given like 50 million dollars to do that to make a movie that looks like a purposely filmed on a british sound studio hammer film they've made they spent like 50 million to make a cheap looking movie intentionally cheap bat effects like Mm -hmm, the old mm -hmm. vampire they made a most expensive movie look purposely cheap and starring nothing but 70-year-old men. (laughs) And Steven Weber. And two people from Wings. (laughs) That movie, (laughs) imagine the thrill of getting that much money to just blow on this movie. I mean, I know that Robin Hood Men in Tights
1: was popular, successful. Yeah. But that successful? that They were just like, whatever you say, Mel. But
0: backing up the money truck to his (laughs) hammer spoof? Oh my God! Yeah. What a what a thrill! And then this guy still comes up. He got to make this movie. It got to be a huge bomb. And oh. then he has the biggest smash in Broadway history. Like a few right. years later, he's fine, bulletproof. Thank
1: God. Yeah, I saw this movie uh, as a rental. I have a very specific memory <laughs> of I was so it would have nice. been maybe a year later.
0: So were you you a big Naked Gun? I was a uh, big uh,
1: well. A I was a big Mill Brooks guy. Okay, because. We grew up
0: watching Spaceballs over and over. And I adore that. I movie. think Mel Brooks movies are a staple of dad label right. VHS movies that your family just taped off T V. Big time. We had Spaceballs taped and, and edited for T V and History of the World Part One. That was the other one, yeah. So I we had both of those taped off TV. I watched those a ton. Yeah. At least ten times each. And I remember
1: when Robin Hood Men and Tights came out, and we rented that, and it was yeah. just great. That was so Robin fun. Hood Men
0: and Tights was the first double feature I ever saw. Oh, it was that, and uh, so I married an axe murderer. That's a fun. That's yeah. a fun one. And that was when they did, you know, actual double features. Right. So I was probably thirteen. So yeah, I was all in on Mel Brooks. Loved him from. I
1: actually was. I remember being very excited to watch this one because I also like the old Universal Monster movies. Right. Who doesn't love Dracula as a kid, right? In general. And uh, yeah, I remember being at a friend's house for a sleepover. His dad rented it. We watched it. And it was like the first time that my 12-year-old brain was like, oh, this is a bad movie. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, oh, it's it's not funny. All the things they're doing to be funny are (laughs) not funny. None of this is working. It didn't work for me. And I think I <laughs> now watching it again 25 years later for this first time, what, what we did this week. Yeah. It's just, be, it's like, uh, especially back to back with Blazing Saddles, which has got all these like pop culture references and social commentary. Nothing but great jokes and hard ends. This movie is nothing but pratfalls and people going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for 90 minutes. Those are the jokes you're getting. It's, and extended dance sequences with Leslie oh Nielsen God.
0: dancing for some. That's supposed to be. Funny? Here's why I love it, and why oh Lord. this. I went in so excited. Again, the guy in all the group chats, and the guy convinced, like, wait, you're not gonna go to this because you were. Because I'm pretty sure I remember me being apoplectic after quite. Wait, you're not seeing this, and I had to be like, when was the last time you saw Blazing Saddles? Really, mm-hmm. I had to be the salesman for this, and then. I think it's so over delivered what I was even expecting because it hit me. This probably was like the first vampire movie I actually saw. Mm. Because I saw this in the theater, I would have been 13 or 14. And, you know, my dad didn't let me see Bram Stoker's Dracula. He watched it and was like, no way. Like, it's the most violent,
1: like. Nope. I think that's another reason why, I, as a kid, I didn't get into it because I yeah. didn't get the references be- so to the specific Coppola yeah. movie. And that so we doing, obviously yeah. knew vampires
0: as a as a monster, but probably the only other thing with a vampire, I'd seen Monster Squad. I guess that's a vampire movie. He's a vampire's the big boss. He's a that Dra- yeah, that's Dracula. That's Dracula. So okay, so I had seen Monster Squad, but at a sleepover, but in a theater, this was a first. So I didn't know these Hammer horror films, right? Monster
1: Squad's like seeing the Avengers before you see Captain America, though. Like you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I, these all these guys are just a team to me. Yeah, so yeah,
0: I <laughs> just automatically associate. That's the first Universal monsters, so I just knew these figures because right. everybody was like, oh yeah, these famous guys. So that was probably my first Universal related thing. Right, but like, did you know Renfield or like no. the, the characters? No, I didn't know these were established characters. Right, right. I had no Dracula experience, and now. I've seen many, many Draculas, and loved them all. And give me some Count Yorga, you know. Sure. Give me, give me that old old Dracula vibe. And so now I'm just watching this expensive, cheap movie where they're just parodying like all these the horror of Dracula and all of them, and it's so note perfect and boring in the exact same ways. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling right. you, the thing that that could have made this movie and it never would have been done in 95 black and white. Okay. I kept watching that last night because the colors looked so cheap because they weren't in the same beautiful technoscope that like a 1961 hammer movie was in. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing about hammer movies. Their sets were so gorgeous. Shakespearean era horror, such a great genre. And these looked cheaper, but in black and white, they would have just looked like authentic sets. I wonder if that was ever in play or because I don't know. he did it with young Frankenstein. Yeah, it so would have played. Think. Obviously, it plays as a great companion to, you know, young Frankenstein. And then let me tell you the title of this movie alone, <laughs> I love. Might be I the funniest the, the funniest uh, part of the movie is the title. The title is Dead so good because I'm, I'm picturing it in. Everyone's voice. I'm picturing Mel Brooks selling it. The new movie is Dracula Dead and loving it. Yeah, you know it's like oh, I. Well, then the poster's like Lizzie Nielsen, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a great like surfing dog kind of movie. Like oh, it's so good. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. And so it's like I, it's good to be the Dracula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all these Mel Brooks' lines, But dude, the man got paid thirty mil in ninety-five dollars. To get a seven-year-old Leslie Nielsen to do like a Richard Mulligan as Boris Karloff impression for 90 minutes. Gets Harvey Corman into a into a big budget movie. Gets himself into a big budget movie. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is such a heist. They don't make they don't make cool, like we rarely get That's the, why they stopped letting him make movies yeah, man. after this. They're like, Mel, you're robbing us. But, you know, <laughs> I love a good Wow, they're putting a bunch of old people in somebody. because usually they can go only great or oh, that seems fake and bad. Mm. Like that one with the uh, Diane Keaton and Pam Greer, where they're like old lady cheerleaders. Ooh. That was from just two years ago and it played at never Third heard of Street. That one. And I was like, that movie's not real, right? Well, like the one where I can't be a real one. Meryl Streep's like trying to be a rock star and a mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like oof. Right. You know, they're either that or they're the old man in the gun. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, man, it's got old Redford, old Sissy Spacek, Danny Glover, Tom Waits. It's nothing but old people. And it's great. And uh, this is like you know, the Brooks old man. Well this. well, this
1: is his last movie, much like Robert Redford. Yeah. This is his and old man in the gun.
0: Old man in the gun. And it's him <laughs> doing like, all right, all of us 70 year olds are just going to do old sight gag bits with camera reactions. The oldest, oldest, oldest bits. Tricks,
1: the oldest bits. Like true vaudeville just like whoa, 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 slipping on stuff. They are digging wrapped up in to a the web. bottom
0: of their vaudeville trunk. The bottom of their vaudeville casket. It truly does feel like jokes. he's got nothing left in, yeah, the, man. in the notebook. They like, are. Well, here's the great thing. <laughs> Let's say he got nothing at this point. Arguable. <laughs> it gives them all I'll the opportunity and this is a true joy of this kind of movie that you get to see these guys who we undeniably love. Do you love watching many right. more people on the screen than Leslie Nielsen? That's how much joy you How much joy do you get watching Harvey Corman? Is Harvey Corman mm-hmm. not one of the funniest guys you've ever watched like make faces? I
1: had, I kind of never realized he was in this you know as a kid, so yeah sure. him being like, "Oh,
0: okay, yeah, right. That was You're a getting nice realization. Him doing now. these little bits, and it's them yeah. working without as much on the page, and more just their muscle memory. Like they gotta really rely on their face work, mm-hmm. on their on their butt, and it leads to these old actor vaudeville kind of tricks. And it's just these guys doing a bit for ninety minutes, except they got paid money, big <laughs> money, to do it. It's such a dream gig where they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll like write it out, but we're gonna." bullshit our way through this right it'll be 88 minutes mm-hmm. in and out
1: and yeah. i love it you're, it's every joke is just dracula hits his head on the chandelier <laughs> dracula falls down the stairs dracula you know renfield cuts his finger and it's bleeding everywhere I'm
0: building it up like it's a high
1: orange <laughs> yeah you're comparing this to like a robert redford like swan song it's a spoof man the dude's eating bugs. There's a scene where Renfield has to, like, go upside down to look at Dracula, who's upside down. And then he's like, I've got a headache. And he
0: falls. It's just Pratt falls all the way down, man. In, like, one second, you made me realize how, like, reverentially I was speaking. of it. Just like, and in the next masterful stroke, he...
1: <laughs> right yeah <laughs>
0: and remember i am building this movie up they so brought in much. the
1: master leslie nielsen oh. and they said leslie here's what's gonna happen we're gonna have you hit a chandelier <laughs> with your head and go i have to move the chandelier or the coffin
0: do your best count chocula impression and we're getting paid you're walking away with like eight mil for this yeah
1: Leslie Lori B. We're gonna have a scene where you have a daymare. That's the joke. Dude, it's the, a daymare. Shut your mouth.
0: The daymare is a, the funniest joke. That is a genius joke. Is, a vampire that is the having first a daymare joke in the vampire book. Oh, the daymare. Oh, the daymare was hilarious. <laughs> Him having his out in the sun dream. Nope you're wrong you're wrong (laughs) that was funny that played out like a comedic nightmare on elm street thing where the bus is going faster and faster you're like no i swear it's him just being like i'm cured from the sun oh i love it i love it i was having a day mare dude him waking up for him doing his wake up play like (laughs) "Uh, uh, uh." what time what time is it it's not a day Oh, my God. It's them just doing bits. Oh, man.
1: The bit where he's trying to command the one girl, but the maid keeps accidentally doing the ma- command. Yeah. You sit down. No, you. Get up. That's Abbott and Costello. Yeah, man. That is the
0: oldest, oldest It's stuff. all these old like misdirection oh, jabs God. and misunderstandings. I'm and- surprised they didn't literally be like, who? Who's on first? I mean, they did a scene like that. The yeah. what? Yeah. What is? Oh, yeah. <sighs> they had it. It was in there. Those assholes. It kicked ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Blazing Saddles was pretty packed. Blazing yeah, Saddles yeah. had a for big this, crowd. For this double feature we saw, yeah. Don't, Good crowd. They moved it off. to the big theater. Moved, yeah, sold out the small one so they had to move it to the biggest one, which was awesome we got to see Dracula dead and loving it on the biggest screen <laughs> did as you notice it was how, meant to be seen. Did you notice how it was like
1: so tight? It man, was it was, barely, tight it was shots. almost tight like It was almost in like 4-3.
0: Yeah, man. Barely widescreen. It was yeah. snug. That's funny. They were not. See, that's the one thing. The one part of the parody he didn't nail. The Hammer sets, you could always tell, were these lavish, mm-hmm. uh, ornate, expensive, big sets. And this had more of a Doctor Who to it classic who like closed in shots not letting too much of the you know you just picture in these cardboard backdrops like exactly the, yeah like the fake blazing saddles town but it's also part of its charm <laughs> it's more of a satirical that they're making a, a little bit more of a bad set but they
1: never go like meta like you know you keep waiting for them to like move you know yeah offset or something and right but yeah a th- trick i mean he's used it before quite successfully right yeah, I think that for me, the, there's just a bit of that kind of deeper, kind of parody funniness that's missing from this one. It's so everything's just so on the surface of. It's it's funny to hear Harvey Corbin pronounce raspberries like in a funny raspberries? way. Raspberries, but about the fourth time they do that joke <laughs> with a, a different word. Okay. a lot. Like, uh, this is why I love the Redfield that. stuff. Especially, this is, just what, is just like the same
0: joke over and over and over again. I love that, they, that somebody got a chance to just say, like, okay, well, here's the line. Okay, well, can I say it in a funny voice? <laughs> yes, do only that. Yeah. And everybody got to do only that. That's awesome. That's not a movie we're going to get. One thing Brooks nails, which is probably what drew him to hammer horror films in the first place, mm. is the décolletage and cleavage. Oh, of any female character, even like old ladies. Every woman in Hammerville unless you're an old gypsy, everyone else, boob tops. Oh yeah. Gotta be out. Gotta be the neck bones and the boob tops. Necks exposed people. A lot of women. That's necks cl- exposed. That's classic Brooks. So Brooks was like, Alright, we're gonna put a lot of boob tops in this. Oh yeah. And <laughs> so it's just seven year old guys. Two people from wings and cleavage. And they're just not telling jokes, but they're making funny faces. And it got laughs the whole night. You cannot (laughs) deny that even though 80% of the people left after Blazing Saddles, the 20% who remained... Were they were enjoying it,
1: enjoying absolutely. it. absolutely. I do remember the cleavage and like the humping jokes being a, <laughs> being kind of a really uncomfortable thing to watch at your friend's house <laughs> yeah. with him and his dad when you're twelve, and every joke is like, when yeah, I distinctly distinctly remember that scene where Steven Weber is getting pressed up against by the the bosomy woman, yeah, and he just goes,
0: ah.
1: <laughs> that
0: is how I was feeling at twelve, just like ah. This is awkward. We've not talked about Steven Weber yet, but you and I both had the same connection. Weber plays one of these flouncy hammer men, yes with uh, who are tall and have good posture and are otherwise useless. Mm-hmm. Very chaste and very yes. yes uh, and he plays this extreme chaste person who also was we both found this out <laughs> by kind of saying it at the same time. Major Buddy Repperton vibes. Oh, the hair! Like a new Stephen Weber is such a Victorian Buddy Repperton with the sideburns. Yeah, we talk about Buddy Repperton when we talk about Christine. Christine, yeah, the the but uh,
1: fifty two year old bully. Yeah. From Christine. I was getting some major repertin flowy hair vibes. Oh yeah. Great but, yeah. repertin hair. Weber starts and doesn't do anything for like the first half of this movie. And then it's suddenly like someone told him, Hey, you can do funny stuff too. Uh-huh. Because then he starts doing like uh, uh, he starts doing it's, funny faces. Like forty-five minutes
0: into the movie, he finally is. And it's like, really joining funny. Fun. Yeah, I remember distinctly thinking just like Wow, he's not even really playing the straight man. He's playing more of like a fourth or like fifth wheel. He was just wheel. kind of looking off. Into he was the just kind of a guy behind the others. Yeah, really weird. And so I was like, why? Why are they getting him in this movie? He's kind of more of a distraction in the movie because mm-hmm. he's just a guy adding things on. Yes, I also right. Uh, yes, like who? He feels like the guy that gets cut out of the end of scenes in the editing room. Right. Uh. And and you're talking about 1995, Stephen Weber, peak of his powers. Peak Weber. All right. This is Household This man. had to be around when he did the TV movie Shining. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Wings was raging. That show was on for like eight years or something. Oh, Wings. Wings had cast changes. It was on so long. Amazing. Probably 200 episodes of Wings. I'm a big uh, Amy Yazbek guy. Big Yazbek head. So the chance. Your Yeah. And. What, Amy, what movies of hers am I going to get to see in the big screen, let alone as bosomy as this one? Mm-hmm. What am I going to see, Problem Child? Who am I, Robert? What a, what who am, am I, De Niro?
1: Like, what am I, you know? Is she working still? Is she around? Uh, I don't know.
0: I haven't, yeah. seen, I haven't but No, seen, she was also very TV hot at stuff, this. But yeah, yeah. she was, she was in, very popular. She had joined Wings mid-90s. as well, mid-run, mid and uh, was in all sorts of TV, but... I, chance to see her in the movies come on yeah yeah she's the best i think she's so funny and a fun female lead in this all the all the female leads are really good uh i I thought they all played off the fun old man (laughs) borscht belt comedy totally really well and yeah once suddenly as i'm thinking as it's hitting me that steven weber is just this weird guy kind of in the edge of every scene he finally is funny and then he's making all his like, <laughs> like exactly little Lord Fauntleroy noises, and oh my god, his funny little squirmy, but oh cool, he's funny now. Right, feels like everybody was just loosening up and finding their right pitch. And I think I think, it, so. I think they found the pitch a lot because some of the laughs it built to, man, I haven't laughed this hard in a while. Well, Weber, yeah, Weber and Mill Brooks
1: get the big laugh to me of the movie where with, with oh, the staking scene. That this is the funniest.
0: Is funniest scene in the movie no matter how much smoke i've blown up this movie you can't (laughs) deny this scene belongs you know on some list of best comedy scenes yeah i mean a genuine classic scene and a movie has to be good if it has one classic scene right and Oh, my God. But it's also it's one so of the oldest gr- jokes. It's
1: the oldest gag. Because Mel Brooks and, and Webber are about to stake the vampire. The first and, staking in
0: the movie. And uh, and the whole movie's been building this whole... Yeah. They're all the worst detectives, but not in a super <laughs> yes. overt way. There's all this funny... Mel Brooks is Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leslie Nielsen's obviously the Count. <laughs> and who has all these great bits of just wanting to be really like a big presence. And he keeps getting kind of one-upped. Yeah, he he, which just leads to him making the funniest faces, and that's what I wanted from this. You knew you were getting the funniest faces to the dumbest stuff, <laughs> and that's joy. You get that. You and get that. Mel Brooks has this great wishy washy Van Helsing vibe, where he's like, right. he's like, I don't want to rule it out, but I can't be one hundred percent. There's, right. we're not getting. Any. He goes, I'm saying no,
1: but I'm leaning yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it's such non-material. But it's just so funny. Well, and then, yeah, then they get
1: to the staking scene, and he's like, you know, you got to drive it right into the heart. And then as he's about to do, he goes, hold on. And then he just steps behind the wall. Yeah, he gets
0: behind the brick wall. okay, go ahead, yeah. Oh, my God. And And you just know what's going to happen because it's such a, like, really? Just, right, yeah, it has to be the heart. Yeah. Can't be, got to be the, okay, well, (laughs) oh, my God, you know it's going to be the dumbest I think it could not have been a better spout of blood. The perfect blood spout. The worst most amount of blood possible without it being too ridiculous. Right. I'm not sure how far you could push it. Length of spout. You know, I kind of... uh... I kind of wanted them to do a third one. <laughs> I was I was dying for
1: more because they do a second one and he's like she might still be alive, dude. And he's like she's dead enough. That was funny, dude. but I was like, come on, the comedy comes in threes. Like it should have been like this, like a,
0: an extended like twenty minutes. Here's the here's the kind of thing you <laughs> can't. Here's the blood. kind of thing you can't predict. And what it what they lucked into so much is the second spout. It, the blood lands even funnier because it totally covers his face. Yeah. The blood hits him at a way better angle than the first one. So the second, they luck into an even better one on the <laughs> second take of the same joke and the joke that everybody knew was coming. And as he's sitting there, Weber, this is his, this is the best. Right. Of his movie. His, oh, oh my, <laughs> like, he has such a great, like, what the, f- what, are, what, Yeah. and that's when, after there's like this silence, that's the Mel Brooks going like, she's almost dead, yeah. <laughs> like, that's when you're like, yes, the theater was like, in celebration, yeah. that the scene was still happening, I mean, that's why you go to a movie, man, no joke to get into a room with even just 20 other people mm-hmm. spread way apart and all just celebrating. It was crazy. So during that scene, I had to leave to go to the bathroom, but it was like, right. I was like, Ooh, there's going to be a staking though. This, that's the first staking of the movie. I can't miss it. And so I'm sitting down in the like stairwell off to the edge. And I said, I thought it was like echoing. Mm-hmm. I thought it sounded so I was howling throughout this scene. And, from our spot where we were sitting, I could pretty much only hear us. And uh, when I was standing down on the stairwell, I could hear everybody all spread out. And it's like all these people that I hadn't heard the whole movie were all laughing. Oh, nice. Oh, they were. That's cool. This whole room, it was all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but dudes in there. But all loving the stupidest gags. And it so worked for me. It was so good. I was, my mood was just. Too high mm-hmm. for the rest of that movie. The movie is ridiculous, and I just couldn't. We lo- ended up
1: being the ones loving it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It it just hit so many funny comedic moments. It was so it was the right amount of dumb that I needed. Yeah, yeah. It was the right amount of dumb comedy for this for my moment in time. Oh, I loved it.
1: I definitely enjoyed it more uh, than my memory served. Yeah. But I also
0: think it will be another twenty five years before <laughs> I watch this movie again. Uh, you think what if they what if they do what if it's five years from now and they do this similar what if they do a young Frankenstein and Dracula Dead and loving it a kind of more In five natural years pairing. maybe maybe yeah, okay. yeah but I I kind of I, what kinda, would be, I, I what feel would be like your this dream will... Brooks if you got to see it what would be the the next Brooks you would want to see?
1: Oh man, uh, I think I mean you got to put the space balls on there, but. Uh... Yeah, I think I think because of my generation, I, I would do history of the world. I, I think I would go. Uh, yeah, maybe history of the world and Robin Hood together.
0: Here's the thing. Yeah, so I'd I'd like That's a good one. Yeah, because those are a little uh, less trodden. Mm-hmm. History of the world. Here's the thing. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a TV cut or the real cut. Hmm. I think the only one I ever watched was our like taped from, but it could have been taped from a good channel. Not a commercial channel. I don't know. Hmm. So I've maybe never seen like an unedited history of the world. So that would have to be my pick. Okay. So that's it. There we go. Yeah. I've seen young, I've seen all the others several times. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
1: Especially, yeah. Spaceballs, I I can almost
0: just quote it. Yeah. His movies get a lot of retro cinema play with good cause. This, This kind of dumb dad joke movie is the kind of shit that like. It's well, enduring, man. It's just, this is what it, he's so funny at
1: doing. And yeah. actually, the, my other favorite part of this movie was the kind of back and forth between Van Helsing and Dracula, where they just are basically oh giving God. each other like Yiddish slurs. Yeah. And like Dracula would leave and kind of give him the last word. So they kept trying to have the last <laughs> word. Really, really enjoyed that. Where And then... Dracula walks out, and Uh and Mel Brooks is like, ah, the arrogance goes over the door, Fashanka closes the door. Dracula walks by the window, Babanga is just like, ah, I was loving that.
0: (laughs) It's this great, like, throwback to the oldest form of comedy, which is just old men making fake funny noises. (laughs) That's what Mel Brooks is. That's the whole thing. That's the best. It's that whole mad magazine, like, you know, weird. Words that mm-hmm. you learn as a 12-year-old that aren't. And it's that thing that it just, he makes Bugs Bunny movies. You yeah. watch Blazing Saddles. Has Blazing Saddles ever hit you more as a obvious Bugs Bunny movie than last night? With the even the That's Warner Brothers yeah. intro? There was straight Looney Tunes gags with bombs exploding in people's, like, it's like, oh my God, why do I never think of this as the ultimate? Forget Joker movies, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Bugs
0: Bunny movies are way more fun. Than Joker movies, <laughs> forget them. Yeah, bring back the Bugs Bunny movie, and this was almost that. There was those kind of gags, those kind of like Leslie Nielsen as a befuddled Dracula, mm-hmm. or wanting to get in his big announcement and then being overshadowed by something more important, and then him just making a what the f- what? <laughs> and so yeah, you get Harvey Corman making his blah, 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 blah kind of noises, and everybody's just making noises. Yep, They're just filling 90 minutes with little old man, funny Yiddish joke noises. And it's awesome. Tens
1: of millions of dollars.
0: For 30 million? (laughs) Where did the money go?
1: Who spent this money? It had to be that hairpiece, that Leslie Nielsen Dracula hairpiece. that movie came out four years ago.
0: (laughs) It was, I guess, still a reference, but people knew the reference, but it's like, wait, 95? What? And I love it. I love the... The gag is the hairpiece. It's so dumb, but him putting it up on the hat rack. Man, I'm laughing. (laughs) This whole stupid thing. I love also that they kept the staking scene as the, he knows not to go back to this joke. They knew they nailed this joke. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing that nobody can deny how funny. If anybody is grumpy enough to arms cross during that scene, you know, get out of my life. (laughs) All right, that's a judge of go. character. That is just so funny, but it's also just Harvey Korman, dude. Do- you're watching you're picking one of these guys per scene to watch cuz nobody's off. It's just right. them being on in these scenes doing the oldest bits. I can't not love it. I loved every minute of this.
1: You're watching masters at work here when yeah. you when you're watching Dracula dead and loving it.
0: But it also played like one of these more modern kind of we're purposely doing a bad version of this, right? Yeah, that's a that's still a, a movie that gets this a is, lot of play. I, I could
1: see like Tim and Eric being like, "Oh, this was a huge influence." Yeah, because all of these jokes fall flat, and uh, it seems to be on purpose at some point. But, yeah,
0: but you know that feels like a much more modern, like you said, Tim and Eric kind of style. Right. But I got to see movies like Cabin Boy, mm-hmm. and you know this, and Robin and Matt. It's like. And it feels to even a young 12 to 14 year old like, oh, they're purposely doing something bad to be funny. And I think that it's really bad. The movie <laughs> is terrible and I love it. I, it. It hit me so well. It was like the thing I needed to see. And uh, admittedly the dumbest, but does some, picks its spots pretty well. It, it lets all these very funny people... And Amy Yazbeck's Decolletage. (laughs) I love, you mentioned the dancing earlier. I didn't even talk about the dancing. So much dancing. But they were these great, well choreographed, like the, er, so then those were more like the, you know, early 30s Dracula. Mm -hmm. You know, these more romantic, like, he was really, Mel Brooks got to make a Dracula movie. This guy got to make a Dracula and a Frankenstein movie. Pretty cool. How cool is that? Yeah. No, to, I agree. That's amazing. Could you <laughs> When you're writing jokes on like get smart, do you ever think like, ah, someday I'm gonna get my, to make my own monster movies? Right. As as borscht belt comedies with <laughs> zingers and and double cigar woo kind of looks. The dude, I could I could watch Leslie Nielsen outtake reaction looks all day. I'm gonna if there's a Blu-ray of this with five minutes of him going, whoa? I'm sure there is. I'm, I, I hope it. there is. I want it, I and I want is. to watch it. But I love this stuff, man. I'm so happy. Yeah, I would love some obscure cuts, Mel Brooks.
1: This was, a, if nothing else, nice change of pace at the cult night. Yeah. Get something a little silly in there. I think comedies we need are, it. Like you said, I think it was a good good week to get a little silliness in our yeah, man. In our, uh, I think I get viewing. more
0: excited for, for horror movies in the theater. But if I'm being honest, I think comedies. A good, funny comedy in a theater with other people just laughing i don't think it gets better than that i think that's the best movie to see i've seen some maybe not banger comedies but something like top secret i saw that in the theater and people are like cry laughing and pounding on their seat at the dumbest stuff oh that's fun man that's humans being like we're dumb (laughs) how dumb is this right Right. look at how dumb we can do things ah it's so dumb it's this great admission of just no van. It's like, yep, yeah, look at look at these idiots. This is great. And I love it. It's the perfect kind of that comedy. Mm-hmm. And it got to exist expensively. <laughs> One last key thing. Yeah. This movie made $10 million. Oh, huge bomb. No, but, <laughs> but this movie looked like it cost $3 million. You could have made this movie and made it profitable. You could have made the same movie. Right, right. I don't know where the money went. I need to find out. This does not look like thirty million dollars <laughs> in nineteen ninety-five. And I can't imagine Weber was charging too much no. of a leading man rate. I think he would have been ecstatic I to mean, break into film.
1: It it also wouldn't surprise me if you told me that, you know, Leslie Nielsen's pay was ten million dollars or something
0: like Dude, I hope so. <laughs> I know that man had a great career, but I hope he was making, you know, like mm-hmm. Sandman money. <laughs> uh, reasonably. Right, right, right. If he was pulling in 8 to 12, oh, hell yeah. You do it, man. You you do whatever whatever do movie you Get want, paid. buddy. I will see all of them. <laughs> Legend. But i always excited when a director gets to make a theatrical old guy's movie. The next year, Larry Cohen did uh, Original Gangsters. Oh yeah, you know that's cool. That's a movie that sounds like an old guy movie. It is, man. Some old old dudes vigilante taking back their community movie. Sure. And this is a different version of a cool old guys movie. It's a great flick. It's not one of his best, but I love it. (laughs) Not you couldn't say it was his best. Not one of his best. Uh, Debatably not his (laughs) best. But I loved I loved it all, man. Uh, if you're in the mood for something dumb, non-committal, and silly, well, yeah. throw this, throw, throw Dracula it's dead and I loving it. Loving it. It's the best gag. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best gag. The movie did. That's all it Exclamation needed. Exclamation point. I was sold at the dead loving it. It was too good of a joke. I was like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. This is better than Life Stinks. Better than Robin Hood Men in Tights. Okay. Maybe better than High wow. Anxiety. I think it's way more in the middle than. Uh, It's not over Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and the producers. Not over History of the World. So it's in the middle, though. And uh, I think going in, you were thinking it was dead last. (laughs) This won you, right? You were into it. It's not dead last. Well, we can say that. Stock rising for you? Man, I don't don't want to go that far. No, (laughs) no, you didn't enjoy it any bit more?
1: Of course I did. What a liar. I, I, I enjoyed it more than my memory led on. Still awkward to see the shadow humping vigorously. (laughs) Still a lot of jokes falling flat where he's hitting his head on something. You were laughing hard uh, during scenes, man. I I don't regret it. I I heard you.
0: (laughs) I heard you. Go see it, man. Go see (laughs) any Mel Brooks. Find it. What a legend. My favorite. Who knows? We'll have to do history or some other one. Comedies are tough. Yeah, yeah. Comedies are tough, but this one had to be done. Had to be. Had to be. We had to do... Give the world Dracula dead and love. Had to come to this. Came to this. I'm Eric.
1: I'm Charlie. Thanks. Good night. <laughs>